What was crowding the garage room? Corey Cope? I'm pretty wild. Ooh, we got kickstart. Oh, it's 10-4. October 4th. First one for October. 10-4, man. And if it's 10-4, that means it's past 10-2. And on 10-2, we had a fun day at Beyond Fest. And we got to go see the world premiere of South of Heaven. That is correct. South of Heaven. <laughs> Sold out South of Heaven. Yeah, man. Crazy, right? Sold out in like four minutes. So quick. Again, free tickets. I mean, that says a lot. But the bulk of the excitement from Beyond Fest was across town at the Arrow with uh, with New York Ninja. And we mentioned a couple of times. I mean, we were, we were high on it until I right. looked and went, wait a second. It's the same. T- it's the same time. Well, we're not going to that. I mean, dude, I still want to see it. It's just I'm not going to go to right. Santa Monica. <laughs> no, thank you. Plus, we had somewhere else to be. So Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> we had somewhere important to be. Um, you know, New York Ninja will be in one of those movies. I, I, I'll see it at midnight at the New Beverly at some point. <laughs> it's probably going to be the best way to see it anyway. Well, I'm just saying, dude, I'd rather see it at the newer anyway, like, yeah. you know, in a midnight movie, because you know it's coming like every Saturday, Friday and Saturday night for like the next 10 months, probably, which would be fun. Right. Because that's how you should see it. And it could end up being a Rocky Horror. I've heard I heard some of the feedback. On God, it. I hope so, dude. Because that would be amazing. It looks hilarious. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But South of Heaven, man, what a fun uh, crew. Yeah. What, a, what, what a fun group of people, man. It, it was a great crowd. I think everybody dug the movie, man. I mean, it yeah. seemed like, you know, everybody laughed in the right places. Everyone gasped in the right places. Everyone was in shock and awe in the right places. I'd seen it before. So, uh, you know, what did you think? Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, I was so impatient waiting for Aaron to finish meeting with with uh, other audience participants and stuff that really wanted to, you know, shake his hand, sign the poster and share their thoughts on the movie. And that line was long. Yeah, man. Pretty much represents the overall, you know, feeling of the movie is that it was well-received. And and uh, as we talked about briefly after the movie, I think that this movie is going to, this is going to be a word-of-mouth movie for sure. And it's, I think it's going to pick up some steam. I mean, it's, it helps, you know, that it's got an Emmy winner, a very recent Emmy winner and a very popular, can I just say newly popular? I mean, he didn't, people knew who he was, but before Ted Lasso's success, you know, Jason Sudeikis was just, I you know, he was a support player. And now he's that guy. Well, like Aaron said, timing's everything. Timing's everything. <laughs> exactly. I mean, plus the rest of the cast is pretty great. Oh, dude, everybody is on point. Coulter. Yeah. I mean, everybody Mandeline. just slays. It's so funny, though. Just like the, the line in the movie, there's just something about Annie, right? Right. And what it is is like, Evangeline like shines the entire movie, just like her character that she's playing. She just, she elevates the movie in, in such a great way. And for, for a movie that who her character represents in Aaron's life, that, I mean, could it be more perfect that it, it played that way? I don't think so. I, totally, know. man. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it, it, dude, it was very, uh, it was very well received. And I, I have to say, man, you know, that was the, that was the first time I'd seen the final mix with the score oh, and man. color timed and um, yeah, man, no, I mean, cause I've seen it probably, you know, that was probably the sixth time I've seen the movie, but seeing it last night was like seeing it for the first time. Cause seeing it on a big screen rather than, you know, watching it on either an iPad or <laughs> streaming it from my iPad to my TV and that sound system in there was Fucking great. Dude, Los Feliz 3, no joke, man. <laughs> wow. I mean, dude, I hadn't been there in 20 years. Mine's close to that too. Yeah, it was probably that that mid to late 90s, you know, surge of independent cinema. That's probably the last time I was there. 
feel like maybe the last movie I saw there was Breach. And I think maybe that was not quite 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Right. The only other movie that was shown in the movie theater was, that was a non-Beyond, well, it was a, it actually opened Beyond Fest, but it wasn't part of Beyond Fest because Titan went wide on Friday. You could hear, remember, we were kind of like just chatting after the movie oh, was yeah. over. Waiting for Aaron to uh, go through the, you know, talk to everybody after the show. To emerge from the tunnel. Yeah. And holy crap, how loud was that movie next door? It was so loud. Right? Good uh, Lord, man. But you know, I didn't hear any of it during the movie. No. I mean, that's that says a so, lot about how well he remodeled that, that those theaters because I sure the hell didn't hear it. And the only reason we heard it in the hallway is because, well, it's not treated in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no doubt. The score, the sound design... People have heard me lament about this before. It's like, you can have great sound design and you can have great score, but if they don't meld together, like I said previous, the 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 ticking clock of the of the trailer and the ticking clock of the character, and as you discover in the movie, characters, I love how the ticking clock was goes from from part of being the sound design team to very much part of the score. And it's tremendous, man. I, I can't wait for people to see it wide. Um, I'm hoping to, to see it with a crowd like we had. Yeah, man. I think, I think what was surprising a lot of people, and which is good because the trailers sell the, the premise well, it, but it doesn't give anything away. And especially the one thing it didn't give away is the moments of levity in the movie that I don't think, I sure the hell wasn't expecting it. And the one lone question that we got from the crowd was exa- about exactly that and having the balance of the drama and, and and amping the tension up, but knowing when to let that levity in. And Aaron's response to that was great. And I, I anticipate it's probably going to be on the Blu-ray yeah, or something totally. like that. I don't want to expand on too much. Oh, I would imagine. Yeah. They, were, yeah, they were shooting all that stuff last night. Yeah. It, that, that, and by the way, um, Aaron's wife was there. Lilac enthusiastically shooting everything herself, which, which was, I just, dude, it was a fucking adorable watching her. Yeah, man. It really was. Just shoot stuff on the side. It was just, and when you know what the movie's about and where the, the motivation comes for, for, for Aaron's script, it's like, it just made them those moments really cool. And you can't really relate that to people in word. You just had to see it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that was such an open and honest sort of, I won't, I won't say Q and A, but um, sort of, Aaron, Aaron, I loved, you know, I was actually quite happy that we got to listen to Aaron just to sort of candidly run off for 15 minutes rather than answer a bunch of, you know, questions. Right. The question was a great question and I'm glad it was last, but uh, I thought the moderator did a nice job with the question she asked Aaron and Aaron's responses were candid and wonderful. And I think he answered most of the questions <laughs> that the audience would have asked during his uh, monologue, yeah. if you will. I, I'm blanking on the, the moderator because she's not usually, I mean, she even says she made a joke about it. She's not usually the one that's re- you know representing the Beyond Fest no, but she was into the movie, man. She had clearly had seen it prior to our screening. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. <laughs> and she did a wonderful job. I don't want to say leading, but she just set Aaron up perfectly. Obviously knew yeah, a little bit more totally. about the, of, of the story. Probably read a little bit about the bio. And and she did a wonderful job because like you, like you noted, Aaron just basically filled in the gaps of any question that could have been asked. And you kind of had a feeling that was the case because- when she turned to the audience to ask for any questions, nobody was raising their hand. 
Right. I mean, I saw, I saw two hands go up the guy that she called on and I saw one more kind of sort of hand pop up like a little shark fan up in the front, but Aaron's answer to that one question either answered her question or it just was his answer was so thorough that there just wasn't time for a second question either, either way. I mean, I feel like everybody got, I mean, and you could tell by the way, everybody, you know, stood up and that line to have him sign and and he, you know, he he was beaming and that, that, that that was the greatest part of seeing uh, my friend. So, so happy after months and months of stressing over and putting, you know, try to put this film together. Yeah. For me, the best part of the night was seeing his smile and sort of seeing that um, tension wiped away, um, you know, even if it was just for the 30 minutes after the movie, because he was nowhere to be found right. during the movie. <laughs> yeah. As this, he says, he's a, he's neurotic and he couldn't deal, man, because when those lights went out, there was like a, a big flash of light behind us and it was him <laughs> leaving leaving the theater. Yep. You know, it's funny. And I, I, if he didn't get the, we, if the crowd didn't react the way he did, that they did, I'm not sure he would have been as responsive to I his I don't Q&A. think he would have come back. Or he might yeah. not have come back. <laughs> <laughs> I told him right before it started, I said, dude, in two hours, you're going to feel a hell of a lot better. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, man. I'm like, you will. And they're saying there's something to be said about his, his humility too, is it, it, that wasn't just the usual thing you get a lot from directors. Like, I don't want, I can't, I can't, this is my first time showing to a group of people that aren't re- related to the show. I can't do this. I'm out the door. It's not uncommon, but his humility when I was talking with him one-on-one after it was over, it was just, it's everything you told me about the guy and he lived up to, he, it's kind of hard to live up to a certain uh, uh, expectation that you, that, that people have of you personally as a, as a professional, as a filmmaker, but I was already a fan of his work. And just like with his other work that, you know, like, like with Big Bad Wolves, he has this very unique voice. And it's, I can't, it, again, there's moments of, of South where it feels familiar, but at the same time, it's so its own thing. And the, the, the end of the movie just, Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Like that last 20 minutes is, you know, it's really kind of goes off the, you know, not off the rails, but it, it, it goes, it go it make it takes some ter- twists and turns that you're not really expecting. Right. I, I, I loved it when I read the script, uh, when I first talked to Aaron about it, I mean, I wanted to do the movie, man. Uh, and I told, you know, I told him at certain points, dude, I would have done this movie for free. He's like, aren't you doing it for free? <laughs> <laughs> Making a joke. It was our joke about like how, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't doing it for free, but it was like uh, doing it for free. (laughs) He is such a good, real person. I mean, him and Lilac are two of my favorite people on the planet. To see him genuinely smiling and having a good time with those people, interacting with the people that he, you know, and he cares about what every single person thinks about the movie. And he's not like, I don't care, man, I made my movie and if they don't like it, hell, you know, he's not like, he's not that guy at all. You you could see it. I mean, dude, like he shook every single person's hands. And and here's what I'm going to say. This, this will attest to what a, what a great person Aaron is. I mean, those four kids (laughs) that showed up from Dallas, right? I mean, this tells you what kind of, like you said, the kind of impression Aaron is as somebody running a set, as far as, as far as director running a set, he had four very youthful kids 
that yeah, 22, 22 if, that, at the oldest. <laughs> and they were probably 20 when we made the movie. They were everybody's what they were. They were whatever you needed them to be on set. I, I don't want to say they're PAs or gophers, you know, but when you're, you're on a show like this with the budget level that it is, I don't, you, you do a lot of, you wear a lot of hats. And, you wear many hats. Yes. Yeah. And even as a PA gopher, you, you don't even have that title anymore. You, it, there's some moments that. <laughs> it's like saying, Johnny, go get this. <laughs> go get this. These kids, fuck, this is just so cool. Dude, what a crazy story, right? Right. They, they flew out. Well, they, first of all, they had to make sure they get tickets. So they got their tickets. Right. Flew here yesterday. I mean, literally got up at, you know, what it was their, their two hours. Yeah. They pounced on the uh, RSVP, <laughs> drove to the airport in Dallas and flew to LAX yeah. and flew home this morning. Yeah. That's crazy to see a movie. Yeah. That they, they got paid nothing on. <laughs> totally. They enjoyed the hell out of it, man. Because they could see the things that they helped facilitate up on the screen too. Usually you don't see that kind of stuff. You'll see one or two things. Oh, I got that. I got this. That, that. Oh, look at that. Because they were there, they can kind of describe, the, you know, the setup and production or any kind of hiccups that happen. Oh, they got that in one take or whatever. But to look up and go, oh, see that thing on the screen? I got that. It, it just, it just, there was a pride. And that's, I mean, that's the thing. Joy and pride is what put them on the plane Saturday morning. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it was so unexpected to see them. Like I literally was in shock when they're like, Freddie, hey, remember? I'm like, oh God, what are you, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> Holy shit. You know, everybody's in mask and, you know, dude, just their, their enthusiasm as we stood there in the hallway after the movie, while they were waiting to talk to Aaron, just to, you know, say, hey man, hey boss, we're here. It, it was fucking adorable. I'm just going to yeah. say that. And Michael Paré, you yep. know, who, we, who we, we talk about all the time. Um, <laughs> we, we should get Paré on the show, dude. We need to. I'm going to, I'm going to text him <laughs> and see if he'll do it. I'm sure he would. Yeah. I mean, dude, he, cause he, he's great in the film and what you, you, you got to talk to him for a few minutes. He's such a nice guy. He's yeah. so genuine, dude. There's yeah. like no bullshit. It's like, like, you know, he just, he, he's who he is. He's either Eddie Wilson or Tom Cody yep. to me. I mean, I don't know. It just depends on what side of, you know, what, what side of him I'm standing on that day or, or, or how I'm feeling. But to see Michael there and then uh, Thaddeus Mixon, who plays um, Coulter's son in the movie, yeah. uh, was there. Like we said earlier, there, there's, there's, there's so many mo moments of levity in this movie. That's what's going to keep people coming to, you know, to see this movie. I mean, there, there's some great performances in it outside of Evangeline. I mean, Shea Wiggum, dude, Yeah, Jeremy Bob. I mean, everybody is good across the board, yeah. you know, in what they're doing on screen. So I'm super happy for Aaron. The movie opens this Friday. Friday the 8th. Same day as James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we, there was this joke. Uh, <laughs> there's this photograph going around and it's just this marquee and all it says is venom and then one little one little screen cut out for titan <laughs> for like three screenings the entire day and the rest are all venom that's kind of that's probably gonna that's be what you get next week south of heaven versus uh no time to die yes i had already told joey that because we were already set to go with a friend to see no time to die on uh, friday and uh saturday that as long as the lemley's got it we'll go see it and uh, South of Heaven we'll go see. And and I, I, he got a poster from the movie, which he's- Yeah. Was he, was he excited? Yeah, yeah. He's like, this just looks different than Sergio's. 
I go, you'll, you'll get a copy of Sergio's. Don't worry about it. But no, it was great because it said beyond fest world premiere. It was so, it was super dope. And I go there, these were everywhere, bud, but just it's special. Cause I mean, this was a big deal. And Oh, by the way, we talked recently too about, I think we were leaning on the idea that wolves had a uh, screening at beyond fest, but it did not. I found out no, last night, not. tried to get it back when it was a, a brand new release and it didn't work out. And so they've been really looking forward to having Aaron's next project in their festival. And it worked out. Yeah. I mean, and again, you know, this movie sort of has all of the elements, you know, it's funny if you look at, it's like comedy, romance, drama, noir, horror, you know, there's a lot of slashes there, but it does hit, tick every one of those boxes. Uh, There's a little bit of something in there for everybody. Uh, I mean, but to me, it's very pulpy. It's, you know, it's like reading one of those 175 page uh, paperbacks from the seventies. Right. I hope everybody enjoys it as much as I did. And as much as I, as, as, as hard, as hard as the process was, the finished product makes it all worthwhile for me. And, you know, like I said, seeing Aaron's smiling face was the cherry on top (laughs) for sure of the cake. Uh, I should also know that even though it's going head to head against uh, no time to die on Friday, um, the movie will be available on VOD day of. Yep. And that's one benefit and advantage that it has over James Bond on this, this weekend is that you can see it in one of two locations. So if you're still feeling like you want to see something new, but are, you know, are unsure about going out in the wilderness, guess what, man? Yeah. I got a great pick for you this weekend. You don't have <laughs> Stay to. Stay home <laughs> and watch Aaron Kishal's masterpiece as far as I'm concerned, because it is... I didn't, like I told you when we were driving home, I, I, there was nothing about the movie that I would have. Yep. It's, it's rare to come out of a movie and not like go. If they would have just done. Yeah. No, no, totally, man. I'm with you. Yeah. And that's not just because I worked on it. I enjoyed the shit out of it. So there you go. We're going to have opportunities of talking about this stuff. Um, we're hoping at some point in the near future to have Aaron on the show. Yeah. When he comes down from cloud nine. <laughs> Right. We've been talking about it for so long and that it's here and have an opportunity for everybody to see it as easily as they, as just ordering it up on Prime or iTunes or where. You broke up the entire time you were talking. No, I was what I was saying, if you go to iTunes, I bet you on Friday, you will find somewhere on there you will find South of Heaven. Yeah. Uh, and it won't be hard. I'm just going to guess. Yeah, but, just a know, guess. Just the way things will happen. Yeah. Right. It's the feeling I get when I look to the West. Yeah. There's, there's a, I, I anticipate it, uh, a very Apple TV plus friendly face right there for you to go click yeah, on. Just sure. My, just my guess. Yeah. Um, by the way, it's super funny that you had that and just that took that hit because we had to keep delaying stuff because of oh. legit technical, I, next level technical difficulties on Friday. Dude. And because of that, because we had to do some uh, computer changing of um, this week's, this Thursday shows are actually going to pop in on Friday and early access will probably be sometime on Wednesday instead of tomorrow. Right. Technical difficulties are going to get in the way of us getting our, our October horror on, for sure. That's correct. <laughs> it's, 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 you take it. you're, you're taking my hit, too. I can hardly uh, <laughs> understand what you're saying anymore. I'm guessing, filling in the blanks. Uh, Ameri- or New York Ninja speak. 
Okay, let's just get let's just go ahead and get our socials out so we can find. Yes, let's do this. <laughs> if you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at Karate Pod or Instagram, the same at Karate Pod. Or if you want to follow us on uh, Letterboxd, uh, <laughs> you can find Corey at Corey underscore Culp. Or if you want to support the show on Patreon, thank you, Patreon supporters. We got some fun stuff coming for you again, like you mentioned, some tales from Texas from uh, that we'll be sharing soon, as well as a little Montana. A little Montana talk, too, coming soon. Yeah, we'll talk some Montana. Yeah, that's patreon.com slash KITG podcast. If you like to follow me, you can follow me anywhere you want. Just <laughs> figure it out. You know the deal by now. You don't want to be confused now since we said, Tom Cody. we said Tom Cody a whole bunch already. And we referenced I did. The- I said Tom Cody, said Eddie Wilson. Yeah. You can follow me at New York Ninja <laughs> at litterbox.com. Ninja. Ninja.